I love it when I publish it to my own uh, Facebook page. <sighs> hey, that means we're live. You know, it's funny, I think this is like the uh, first time we're actually sitting down at the beginning of the show. You know, start saying that. No, usually we're running around a bit. Oh. Just trying to get everything, uh, well, just trying to get everything situated. And um, last one, hey, look, it's Bill. Bill's the first guy on. That's ah, there we go. Hey, everyone, and how are you doing? Hey, Haley, what's up? Hey, hey, she chimes in and immediately chimes off. Yeah. <laughs> what's up, Nate? What's up, Chris? What's up, everyone? Wayne, what's going on? It's Facebook. It's Monday. That means it's the Facebook Live show. Yes, sir. Car Audio Talk. Saw Donnie, Jeremy. How was your weekend, buddy? It was good. Yeah? Yeah. What'd you do? Um... Uh, I'm planning the Sebastian's birthday. Oh, the big today. birthday party. Yeah, for Sunday. Yeah, how you feeling? So, uh, better. Better? Yeah. yeah. I'm still coughing, but... So, Fernando gave me his crud, naturally. Um, so, I had, I've had i had a rough weekend. So, the reason why there was no video up today, I apologize. Um, had a lot of stuff to do yesterday for getting ready to go back to school for Haley. Mm -hmm. uh, we had to go to the Lightning hockey game and watch them kick the holy hell out of the... Uh, Canadian team that we played. Nothing against the Canadians. They lost. It wasn't the Canadians. It was like the Oilers. I don't know who it was. Um, we won, so hey. Needless to say, by the time I got home, I was tired and I passed out because I took some NyQuil, so no video. I'm going to try to get the rest of the week squared away, but if I miss a few this week, I apologize up front. I got to get better. We got a lot of stuff to do. We got a lot of stuff to look forward to. Hey, what's up from Dallas? All right, so today's show, we have a special guest. Yes. Who is it? Uh, that's Mike. That's Mike. Okay, good enough. Mike is our special <laughs> guest today. It's Mike Sajeki. He is the owner, operator, chief, big cheese, the guy. He owns MAG Sales. If you guys have watched, we had Bill Freeman on the show, who's also in the live chat tonight. He right. is Bill's boss. Now, the nice thing about Mike, well, you know what? There's a lot of nice things about Mike. Let's go ahead and get Mike out here, and he can tell us all about Mike. Come on out, Mike. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Thank you. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for making it. Mike. Good, thank you. Now, unlike everyone else that we've had on the show, well, I take that back. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm nothing like anybody else. You yeah. are nothing like anyone <laughs> else. But, okay, you and John have some things in common. A lot. Um, because you both own the companies that you represent. Correct. Uh, we didn't get to discuss this topic with him, but we're going to discuss it with you today, and that is, of course, being an owner of a representative firm. Yep. Um, what it takes to do that, things like that. But before we get into that, sure. we like to spend some time. Don't don't tell me Sajeki is late. No, nope. Sajeki was on time. He was on time. Early. We were late. So yep. uh, Brandon says my, hi. One of my sales guys busted my stone. Oh yeah, no, nice. he was perfectly on time. <laughs> he even had enough time to give Paul a demo in his car, which we'll talk about a little later. Um, but let's find out his history because, like we like to do, we like to what qualifies him to be standing here. Now, the purpose of these shows, and why we bring on gentlemen like Mike and Bill and John and and um, Eric last week mm -hmm. is to tell you, show you guys that there's more to car audio than just installers, salespeople, fun stuff like that, as you know. Mike, why are you in this industry? Well, I'm not pretty. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not real smart. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well. Um, all right. We're two for two. Go on. You know, I, I can't say that it was my uh, goal when I got done with high school that hey, I'm going to go be a, a, a manufacturer's rep and then own a manufacturer's rep company. I, I think it just found me, right? I okay. um, I loved it. 
Right. E- ever since I I got into any sort of playing with electronics, I just loved it. Right. And well, you started you started like us. Yeah. Um, and you started here in Florida. Yeah. And you worked for Ultimate Audio. Actually, yeah. That okay. was my second. That was your second job. Yeah. What was yeah. your first one? Um, so first one was a company called Southern Sounds. Yeah, you know what? That's you know, I, okay. That's funny because I I was like I I knew Mike, but not from Ultimate Audio. Okay. I knew you from Southern Sounds. Right, that would have been it. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah, dude, it, I love. Now, were you? Which location were you both. at? You're at both locations. Yeah. So I'll I'll kind of bring it forward. Okay. Go so for, I'm sorry. Go. I uh, I bought my first car. Yep. Saved up cash from when I had a paper route in Michigan, right? And then uh, God, you're from Michigan too. Yeah. Are you? Really? Yeah. Where? I'm from. I was. I was born in Pontiac. <laughs> I know Pontiac very well. Oh, who doesn't? I was born and raised in Mount Clemens. We can okay. talk more about. Okay. That. All right. Anyway, Sorry. Go on. So I had a paper route. Had money. Had worked multiple jobs. Worked yep. at McDonald's. Right. Saved money. Bought a car because that's just what. Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah. Not, not kids these days, but that's what we do. Right. So um, I started delivering pizzas for Pizza Hut, which okay. was on 19 in the same strip center where this. Um, car alarm and cellular phone company was, and, okay. and they installed cell phones in cars. Right, like you know, before they had portable ones, you had to run wires. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bags, man, yeah, bags are right. fun. Even before that. Oh yeah. So I had worked delivering pizzas, and because I had all sorts of disposable income, I bought car stereo stuff, and then bought stuff and helped my friends put it in, and, and all that. So I went and bought crimp connectors and butt caps and wire from that cellular store. Okay. Wasn't Southern Sound at the time. No, just no. Cellular. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they said, hey, you want to work on the weekends? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure I could ruin some cars. Oh, you know? of course. So, yeah, why not? So I did. I went to work there. And um, and they sort of liked what I was doing as a teenage high school kid. Right. You know, like, Man, people are always asking them about car stereo. So uh, I sort of pointed them in the right direction. Here you get this brand, this brand, this brand. They couldn't get any of them. Yamaha. So they got a bunch of brands. <laughs> Yamaha, <laughs> Samsui, Car Stereo, oh, yeah, Blah, oh, yeah. all this stuff oh, yeah, that nobody yeah. else wanted at the time. Yeah, exactly. They got it. So then they started the Car Stereo division, called it Southern Sound. Yep. They realized pretty quick that I was better at talking my way out of why I just screwed a car up. Right. And said, you should be in sales. You're right. So worked there, uh, then helped them build the second, the, the newer Same location, location right next God, to the car wash. It was a nice store. Yeah. I mean, that was a dude. That was gorgeous. I even liked the little neon they had. Yeah. Like they they painted the city on the wall. Yeah. Yep. And they went as far as put little pieces of neon. Yeah, that was the, the security wall. display. Yeah. Right. So we had all the security display. Yeah. It was Scott awesome. uh, Ed Meenan was our Clifford rep. Scott Campbell was our Code Alarm rep. John Schneid. Uh, Scott worked for Code Alarm. John was the code alarm rep, and that's kind of how I got to see John. And we sold Kicker too, Junior. Well, that was Ron was his dad. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So okay. So um, that's how I got to know John. And right. then uh, because we sold Kicker, uh, and I would go to any of the trainings. I yep. lived to go to trainings. Couldn't get enough of them. Uh, I met Chris Williams from Ultimate Audio, who had just started Ultimate in Largo, not where they. Yeah, yeah, not where they are, where are today. Right. Yeah. Um, and went to work as a salesman for Chris, and really opened my eyes to a lot of stuff, and figured out I could make money, and loved what I did. And back to your original question, how did I get into this, and why? I learned a long time ago is if you can find a way to make money doing what you love, go for it. Do it right. And yeah. I at that, that at the time I loved it. I was going to college a little bit. Yeah, weren't we all? Yeah, and then. Um, just kept going with it. That's funny. Yeah, so I worked with Chris at Ultimate. Okay. And um, they were down in Largo. They had one store and really just put together lots of competition systems and yeah. sold a bunch of stuff and did very, very well there. And um, and when Chris told me he was selling the business, I had a unique job opportunity. Um, so I went to work for US Amps. That was really my first gig, and this would have been in 1990. 1990. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I, I had gotten introduced to US AMPs. Uh, I had friends that went to some friends that went to Florida State in Tallahassee and some right. friends went to University of Florida in Gainesville and I'm, you know, right. working schlub, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on the weekends on occasions I'd go visit them and, and in between if they were at classes or whatever, I'd go check out the local car stereo store. So I remember going to see one of my buddies one time in, in Gainesville. Right. Walked into this store and uh just talking to him, oh, you sell kicker, yeah, we do that, we sell that too. And then he said, like, yeah, we make our own amps. What, what do you mean you make your own amps? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty foreign <laughs> concept. What do you, what, oh, come, on, come out and take a listen. So they take me outside, Yeah. and they've got this Mazda extended cab pickup truck, and it was a POS. Okay. It was bad, but it had... Yeah, they yeah. had a Saturn too, right? Didn't they have an ugly-ass Saturn? Okay. I don't cares? remember that. Anyway, so they had four 15s in it and the whole doors, both doors full of speakers, like okay. 30 drivers. Right. And I'm like, all right, great, how many amps are in here? Just one. What do you mean? Yeah, just the one that we make. He shows it to me, and I look around, and I'm scratching my head. I'm like, what I just heard doesn't sound like Like a one amp is going to... Right. Yeah. So the amp was that big, and it was called a KA50 at the time. It was 25 watts per channel, what they considered high current. And um, he tells me the whole story, and I'm like, this is really cool. Can I buy one? Right. So this is when I still worked at Southern Sound. I bought one. So technically, we were the very first US Amps dealer apart from yes, the store that, the store that makes made them. them. Right. right. We had them on the wall at Southern Sound, first location. Right. And we didn't do a great amount of them but we did five I mean, six a month yeah which is actually out. considering what prices the amplifiers cost back then yeah that that was pretty good oh yeah well it was a 25 watt per channel amp it sold for 2.99 in those days which would have been dollars. the uh com- competition for a punch 45 would have been and, a, and an auto tech and, and a, a linear power SX all, exactly all those right. all yep. those amplifiers so yeah and those were all that same price they were all at that same price. So, I mean, it's for <laughs> 90 watts for $300. It was crazy. Wow. Yay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. I mean, yeah, that's like, what you paid. Yeah, Punch 45. We, I, I never sold Rockford until I became the Rockford rep. But Yeah, I never. I, I mean, it was crazy. And yeah. I mean, you look at this amp, it's this big. It's 22 and a half watts a channel, and, and it hammered. Right. Wow. It was part of the tricks. Right? right. So, you go to work for U.S. Amps. Go to work for U.S. Amps. And they have what two amplifiers at the time? <laughs> at the time, they had two amplifiers. They had a two by fifty, and then the yeah, two, two by, by fifty and two by one twenty-five. Okay. And boy, it was tough to make a living. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure it was. <laughs> it it didn't last long, it, in spite of the fact they were really good guys. Uh, it was a great experience. I I learned a lot of stuff about a lot of things. I thought I knew lots of stuff about the business when I didn't know anything. I was yeah yeah, and and so fortunately, I I left there, came back to work for Chris. And he still hadn't sold the business yet. Okay. And uh, and I had gotten introduced to a guy named Mike Segui. Mike Sajeki, Mike Segui. Names are very Yeah, close. yeah, yeah. But he had a very, very small rep firm. He had worked for the Kenwood rep for years, left, started his own rep firm. And he didn't have many brands, but it was more than he could handle himself. Right. So I came to work for him, and we really built the business. We secured some brands, ADS, Home and Car Stereo. Yes. Uh, Nakamichi, Home and Car Stereo. Uh, impact car stereo, which was kind of an offshoot of kicker, kicker kind of. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, um, Hyphonics, and then a few other small little brands. So that's really where a I got introduced to home audio, uh, and then really got deep into it pretty quickly from there. So now that brings up an interesting question because, right. like, the way this area works, at least we have basically two big rep firms. Yeah. Two big ones. We for have car, yeah. for car. We have MAG Sales, yeah. and then we have John's firm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you guys are basically, and, and everything else is is just like bottom feeders. I'm not not to be insulting, but 
those are the brands that are left. It, it's tough to do business in a big way with a big firm yeah, without I mean, some marquee brands. Right. Um, so let's let's go over some of the brands that you guys care just to just to fill them in because I mean we've talked about them with Bill, but mm-hmm. Audio Control. Yep. Um, Kenwood, Kenwood Exelon, mm-hmm. um, iData. Yep. The big one is Rockford. Yep. That's definitely the big one. Yeah. Um, Vox. AudioVox. Sirius XM. You do Sirius XM? Yeah. It's wow. part of the AudioVox family. Okay. So with AudioVox, it's Pro <laughs> yeah, yeah. Worm, Prestige, yeah. AudioVox. All that. Yeah. Um, and then what am I missing? 12 of Wise. You do Renegade. We do Renegade and Crime Stopper. Okay. We do Rydeen. Which is... Oh, you do Rydeen. That's right. Cameras, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and we do Power Base. Right. And then you do a bunch of home audio brands. A lot of home audio brands. Now, technically, home audio brands are done through our sister company, CNE Marketing. Okay. Um, which still me. Um, we have a whole separate team. <coughs> like Bill is your guy yes. here. Uh, we have Rod Sarvis, who's South Florida. Okay. Another guy, Patrick Island, he's also in South Florida. So those are Rod, uh, Bill's counterparts. Right. Uh, and then on the CNE marketing side of the business, we have five additional guys really? that handle wow. CNE marketing. And that's just in Florida. And then we're also in the Southeast now, too. Oh, really? You've wow. expanded that far? Yep. Damn, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have that much gray hair normally. This <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, th- okay, so... What's up, Jason? What's up, Tony? Oh, hey, Jason, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, Jason Froshaus there. He owns a, or he works for a five-store chain out of Oregon called Stereo Kings. Okay. Um, so, picking the brands is probably one of the, I mean, obviously, at some point, you, you there's brands you want. Of course. And then there's brands you can't have. Of course. So you settle on other brands. Oh, you also do Morel. We, also we forgot do, Morel. We also do Morel. Which we just gave you, you a nice big order today for Morel. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes, yeah. yeah. So we're a Morel dealer now, yeah. so we'll be talking about them more. Mm-hmm. Um, yay. Yeah. So, which I'm really excited about, believe it or not. Are you? Well, okay. Yeah. I have all Morel stuff in my house. Do you? Yeah. Cause, oh, that's great. Well, JJ used to sell Morel yeah. back in the day. That was her So thing. you got a demo program. And- so I bought all Morel home stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've been listening to Morels forever. They have such a unique sound. Oh, it's three and four. Dude, I never heard before we're done. Um, yeah. yeah. Actually, uh, Bill. Bill has has oh, you're Bill's Morel, yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, you wow, hear his. That's yeah. really nice. They're, they're very, very close, but subtly different in their own certain yeah. ways. But, yeah. uh, so implemented the same way. We'll talk about your car before, okay. before we leave. We'll talk about what's in your car. Sure. All right. So anyways, back to, all right. So unlike... Uh, being a rep is almost like being a store. Like when we're, when we're a mm-hmm. store, there's there's brands we want to carry and sure. brands we can't get, brands we, that we you know we struggle to have, and then the headaches that go along with that. Mm-hmm. Being a rep is, is very similar to that, some degree. In some degree. So how is it? Okay, so we're gonna let's talk about Rockford. Okay. Because I met you as a rep when you got when you were Rockford. Okay. You came into AVE. That's right. And uh, had your cool silver phone. Remember your silver My phone? Sprint. Yes, yes. One of the first. Yeah, uh, you were a candy bar phone. Yeah, candy bar. Yeah. You, were, you were like, look at my phone. I was like, oh my God. I don't get out much. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. But back then, it was like, sure. You know, it was like this thin. Yeah. It was sexy. And just, it was right here in your pocket. And it was one of the first ones that had the old school telephone style okay. ring, 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 like that. Yes. Yeah. And it was like, oh my, people heard it like, how'd you do that? Yeah. I don't know, man. It was incredible. Phone. I mean, and we were all wow. just sitting there going, that dick. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that and many other reasons, I'm sure. No, <laughs> no, you know. Okay, so we wanted to be a Rockford dealer yeah. because we we were done with other brands, and it was like we'd never been a Rockford dealer, right? And the guy down the street was giving you grief. Yeah. Um, who's closed now? Auto Audio wasn't working out for you because their company was just doing weird things. Sure. Um, 
So you came to us. Yep. Which we were surprised. Yep. Because we had had it since the very beginning. We we were never on the table. Right. You know, I mean, they bought the van. Mm -hmm. They had, you know, and so anyways, that's how we we became associated with each other, we'll say. It's called acquainted. Yes, that's how we became acquainted. That's how I got your phone. I got my phone number. Anyways, so how you've been, you were the Rockford rep for as long as I can imagine. Mm -hmm. Now, did you have Rockford before you took over the company or we did in fact rockford so the our company my company yes i get to get used to not saying ours because it's mine yes yeah no um, mm -hmm. i came to work in the company for the company in 93 mag sales started in the mid 80s okay and rockford was one of the very first marquee brands now did you help for me it was before you before me i I was in high school yeah exactly (laughs) right okay yeah so um they had become the brand in the mid-80s, and Rockford had, I think, three dealers and had done like $10,000 in the state the mm. year prior. And they were excited. So Alan Lundy started the business with his dad and had a, a, after his dad left, he didn't stick around very long, his dad left the business, and Bruce Terrell, who was a seasoned rep who had worked for other brands at the time, came to work with Alan, and uh, one of their jobs to get the brand, this is actually kind of funny, they sent them an amp, Bruce okay. and Alan, Rockford did. Okay. And they said... Um, here, install it and send us some pictures, and if you can do that, you get the job. Seriously. Seriously. Oh, wow. That was it. That was the interview process. So they, It ain't like that anymore. No, it is not. <laughs> I can assure you. We, uh, the process is a lot different. But, okay. But you don't know, right? So that's a brand you, you take a chance on, because at the time... Louis from Portugal business, says hi. Hi, Louis yes. from Portugal. And uh, David, uh, Georgia. Okay. So they, uh, you throw the amplifier throw the amp in. in. It works. I don't okay. know how, but it, wor- it worked, because they're not very talented in what they're... Tools. Okay. Uh, they got it to work. They said, "Okay, great. You become the rep." They gave us a rep contract, and that's a pretty common thing. Okay. We become a contracted extension or a contracted sales agent for the manufacturers that we work for. So what that means is, like, when we have a problem, we call the rep firm first. Correct. Um, you guys negotiate with us what our deals are going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you enforce whatever programs that the mm-hmm. manufacturer decides Correct. that they want to run. Um, so you, you are. You're our guy. We we are we like to say that we're an extension of the factory. We're an extension of our customers. So we work for you, and, and we for work them, for the vendors. Them. Right, right. So and that, that's really how. It and works. that's how a good rep firm. That's how at least all the good rep firms yeah. that I've dealt with have been. Yeah, they are. You know, they're, they're, they're willing to go to you. bat for yeah. you. That's exactly. Not right. just for the manufacturers. So yeah. You're like the mediator. That's right. And and there are some companies that it's harder to do. Right. Uh, there's a lot of hats that we wear. Yeah. Um, the first one is is we become a translator. Right, because we have to take all the information that we pick up from you guys in your stores, or right. all the stores we were responsible for, right? And and we have to sort of distill it into one, multiple really common themes and messages. Because if we were to take every piece of feedback and every comment from every dealer, right, there'll be a dealer that says, "I can't get these things to work for anything." Yeah, and then you go talk to seven other dealers. Hey, how are you doing with that? Great, one of my best. No problems with it. Never breaks. Wow. Yes. What's happening here? Because if I took that message straight to the manufacturer, right. I wouldn't be doing them justice because they'd go down this rabbit hole and to, to, to figure something wrong that right. there's nothing wrong. Yeah. Right. And, and at the same time, you have to also sort of have to filter out some of the you know crazy out of the ordinary stuff. So so we take that information, we distill it into a common theme and we present it back to the manufacturer because we're an extension of them. And vice versa, we have to take these themes from the manufacturers and bring them down to you guys in right. ways that you can mm-hmm. spoon feed them into your day-to-day business. Right, things that you can do to help be more productive, more profitable, uh, less skews, more throughput, all of the above. So to us, we're a translator, we're your business partner, 
right? Because yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to talk about anything, right? I Correct. would talk about PL, right. I would talk about your balance sheets. <laughs> I, it's yeah, important, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Because if you're not in business, then you're not in business. Yeah. I'm not in business, Correct. right? So yeah. my goal, our team's goal, and, and this is a common theme right. that uh-huh. uh, that we go through with, with all of our brands and customers is making sure that we are a business partner of yours. And by right. doing that, you advocate for us, we advocate for you. When brands say, hey, we're we're thinking about hiring a new rep or a rep or making a rep change, we want to be first on that list. All right, so that brings up another point. So you guys were the, were the Rockford reps forever. And, yeah, until and then 2013. 2013, uh, the Rockford got a case of the grass is greener on the other mm-hmm. side. Um, now, we'll use them as an example, sure. but I, I know there's been other brands that have come and gone through the through time. Like yeah. you used to do, uh, used to do Hyphonics. We did Hyphonics, yeah. Um, both before and after. Um, yes. In fact, we were the Hyphonics reps when they were a German-based Zed company. Yep. And that was a specialty marketing, my second rep job. <laughs> right. Um, and then we became the Hyphonics reps when they become Perovac Sonics. Drastically different product. Oh, drastically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, you know, you get to see a, a transformative thing with the brand. So, to get back to Rockford. Rockford, Rockford gets a case of the grass is greener. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Okay, so, I mean, other than feeling like you're stabbed in the heart or the yeah. back or the shoulder or whatever. Bit. Yeah. Because um, you, you've basically had the brand for 20 plus years, yep. uh, developed the market for it, mm-hmm. but that's, that's unfortunately, I'm assuming that's part of the, the joy and sorrow of being a rep is that you put all the hard work into bringing the brand up, yeah. getting dealers on board, building these relationships, right? and then they just come along and for whatever reason, whether it's a mm-hmm. performance issue on your part, they think they can find somebody to do mm-hmm. a better job, or it's a conflict, they get a new manager that has a buddy, that has a friend, that yep. knows a dude. <laughs> um, you know, uh, you you are no longer the rep. Yep. And you're left there going, what happened? Right. Um, and you move on. Yeah. You know, and you pick up you pick up other brands. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it does, right? Because technically, MAG Sales had a 26-year plus relationship with a brand. We, it, the company started with them together they were both low smaller well, brands there's there's the financial side of it too because well, yeah. a lot of people are, have a, a a lot of people think that like as a you don't get stuff for free is basically where i'm That's going with bingo that. okay so <laughs> when you're a rep for rockford you have a special rep purchase program just we like do. we we have an employee yeah, it's purchase very program. similar to the industry the accommodation okay but they basically say hey look you're the rep oh and by the way you had to build a van oh yeah so you, you had to build a van. Yep. Um, two of them. Okay. Two of them. okay. Actually, two vans, and then ultimately we also had an F-150 as well. Right. So, yeah, and those are all on our dime. Yes. Right. So, yeah. So you, it's you, cost of doing business. It's not like being a rep is free. Oh, no. It, it, it's actually quite the contrary, right? So people always ask, how do we, how is it that we as a company make money? I mean, it's, it's no secret. We, we get paid a percentage of what it is that you guys buy. Right. right. We buy the X dollars, and, we get a percentage of that. And I think some of the... <coughs> Some of the people think they like we are getting stuff for free. Also. Oh, of course. You yeah. know, it's like, oh, why you don't put this one in right. your car? You know, you can have more access to that. But yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and, and it's it's a cost of doing business, right? It's a promotional thing. Either you don't have to put stuff in your car, you don't have to come out of pocket. But I realized really, really early that I was a better salesperson because I could demonstrate what I had in my car. It was which, a whole lot easier. Which we'll, we'll get to we'll that. Get to that. We'll get to yeah. your pet yeah, peeve yeah. In, in a minute. We'll, we'll get to your pet peeve <laughs> okay. when, when we talk about your car. Yeah. Um, so, and then, um, all right, real quick. Uh, 
Amp Pro TY12 give you better volume than an LC7i. Yes, that's a full preamp section. LC7i is a line level. Instead of buying an LC7i, maybe think about getting into a DSR1 with an Amp Pro, or mm -hmm. possibly getting into the, uh, which isn't available yet, or possibly getting into the um, DM608 mm -hmm. and an Amp Pro. Those two right. will give you way better sound for what you're trying to do. The LC7i is just not the tool if you can do an Amp Pro. All right, before you go, uh. Julio from Orlando say hi, Michigan, um, New Jersey, you say Portugal, yeah. Texas. Worldwide. Oh yeah, South and Carolina, Orlando. Uh, <laughs> from Ecuador. Tell me. There you go. 8200 or uh, I-207 for a Jeep. Well, you know, the I-207 has the Jeep kit, so check that one out. Yep. Um, okay, so. Tuckland. As we said, the grass isn't always greener so right. syndrome usually means that they find out that it just doesn't work out. Correct. Uh, they went with another rep firm. Mm -hmm. um, they thought it was better. Yep. Somehow they pitched them better. I don't know if they gave them money. They robbed them. Who knows what? It happens. <laughs> you know, it's sometimes it's a used car thing. Um, they came back. Yep. How do you negotiate something like that, knowing that you've been bitten, spanked, and feelings hurt? We'll say. Well, well, it's business. It is business. You know, it, it's it's not personal. And and as much as we get personally invested into a brand and the customer, really personally. Invested. Oh, yeah, really personally. Invested. I mean, because it's life. Yeah, it's 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 tough not to. Um, yeah. Fortunately, because we're a firm with some diversity to it, we have multiple brands and we have multiple divisions. A hit like that doesn't hurt as bad, but it, it still hurts. It, it hurts yeah, emotionally yeah. and financially. Yes. Um, I, there were some circumstances too that, that that weren't really anything. It's not like they were doing anything horrible or we were doing anything horrible. You know, you kind of get in a rut. You know, at the time you you look at maybe where Rockford was in the market, and yeah. maybe they weren't as strong as they needed to have been. Well, we, yeah, that was the whole time where the internet was just going, woohoo! Exactly. You was, want it for free? It was pay the shipping. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Wow. You know. It was, I mean, that's what it was. That was the yeah. start of the eBay. You know, you can get it for cost. Just pay fifty bucks to ship it. Yeah, it, it was very tough for us. And uh, Rockford was having a hard time at that. And I I know the conversation I had with them was. What are you guys doing? And they looked at me, and they flat out said, "Our numbers are up. Right. You guys are the ones that are messing up, and you're just sitting there going, okay. So basically, that was a screw you. We're gonna sell kicker. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and that's what it came down to. Yeah. So they come back to you. So they came back. It was um, it was about three years later. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of things had changed. I think they had changed their position in the in the market. They had totally they revamped. Yes. And frankly, we grew up. Well, yeah. Right? At, at the end of the day, we became a better company, too. Yeah, because sometimes you need that smack in the face. You, you do. Uh, I mean, we, we had had a lot of things going on. Um, you know, you think about that uh, post-production builder crisis, right? The 2005, 6, 7. And it yeah, was yeah, harder yeah. than anywhere mm -hmm. else in the country. Yes. Um, so I was spending a bunch of time and resources and efforts really just honing and doing everything that we could to really keep the business strong. Right. Uh, we also had a distribution business at the time, yep. and that was sucking a lot of my time and effort. Um, so that was gone. We had sold that off, and um, and, and we had really gotten better as a rep firm. <laughs> we, um, we invested in our in people and our staff and our offices and our infrastructures and, and everything. We, in every way, we were a better company, and in every way, Rock, Rockford was a better company. So real quick, between the two companies, how many employees do you have? Today, it's 14. So 14 employees. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Not only can you be an installer, can be a salesman, you have 14 guys yeah. that are in this industry or in audio industry in general um, that that don't do this day to day. They do right. audio, but do it in a different way. That's right. So, 
you know, if you don't want to be an installer or a sales guy, there's other jobs out there. Right. Um, which is great. Right quick. Uh, Tony from UK. He's a really nice follower. Oh, it's Tony. So, he Tony. made it. From, What's up, Tony? UK. There you go. Dave is from? Like maybe five shows out of the 50, yeah, I know. 59 <laughs> shows we've done. Um, Tony, look, go outside, buddy. Get some fresh air. No, dude, it's nighttime there. They're ready for bed. Oh, yeah. oh all right, it's good point. Nice. <laughs> all right, stay in lock your doors. UK. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you're in a safe neighborhood. <laughs> What's up, Clint? <coughs> okay, so... Now, so how do they, so I think you asked how they how do they come back? How, how do, do they come back? Yes, how do they come back? I mean, other than so, their tail between their legs. I have always not been, saying they did, but no, I'm just saying. You know what? It was a little bit of both. I, right. I think that they weren't entirely thrilled with what was happening yes. with their current representation. Um, we had I invest time in, in the personal relationships. With well, yeah, pretty much any brand that, that we have, and, and do my best to, to well, foster those. You have to. So I had kept those relationships alive with the people at Rockford. Okay. Um, and so just maintain contact. I, you know, I bumped into them at a show, and hey, how you doing? Let me know next time you're in town to grab a coffee. And they hit me up, and they did. So we've just right. kept that relationship alive. And, right. and I think they were at a point where they wanted, they needed more horsepower from a, a, their feet on the streets, from their firm. And uh, so it was kind of one of those, I'm interested if you are, well, I'm interested in you if you are. Oh. And, um, and we both were. Okay. And um, we started the conversations, and it, you, you know, because these conversations have to happen uh, while an existing rep is in place. Yes. Um, you know, it's a bit of a engagement yeah. process. Yeah. So um, I happen to be I happen to be in uh, in Southwest for a meeting, and I said, "Hey, I'm going to be in town. I might pop in." And I think by that time they'd made up their decision; it was more of a formality. Okay. So I went and popped in and, and saw them. They gave me a tour. Said hi to all my old friends and met some new ones and got down to talking about business and how we were a different firm and what we were up to these days and they told me what they were up to these days and I said well if you're asking me if we're interested I can tell you we're interested and they said well if you're saying you're interested we're interested in you and and back to business you are and that's a rep contract and yeah yeah so fortunately it was a um you guys know us let me bring you up to speed of who we are today right we know you bring me up to speed of who you are now you you mentioned a good thing right there you said a rep contract correct now that's interesting Mm -hmm. because rep contracts are kind of like when a rock band goes to a show and they call it a rider (laughs) this is nothing like a rider and he doesn't want green m&ms right um it's a lot like the rider i gave you guys for tonight's show yeah (laughs) (laughs) so but but there are there are certain conditions that that these companies have for you like yeah um, I know in the past, uh, PMA sales mm-hmm. uh, that were the Alpine reps. Yep. Alpine for years and years and years had a policy that that was the 12 volt company yep. you could rep. Right. So you know you tried to rep things outside of their scope yeah. of influence, but you always came back to, right. sorry guys, you're repping our Alpine. You really can't. You know, like when yeah. they started selling Macintosh car audio. I'm, I'm pretty sure the only reason why they could do it was because it was so far outside of the right. price points of Alpine, yeah. it wasn't going to affect their business. Right. But as as you, mm-hmm. you know, you have to look at your lineup. Right. And if, if somebody like Rockford comes in and says, hey, you know, you can't have X, Y, and Z that's going to compete with us. Right. Does that still exist anymore? I mean, obviously Alpine has caved on it because they realize they can't. Correct. You know, the, the industry isn't that strong. Yeah, you where, can't hire much of a firm with one brand. Yes. Right. No Unless that brand is... 
Pioneer. Massive, right? Yeah. And, and even then. So, okay, so here's an example. You have yes. a Pioneer guy. Yeah. Oh, and How often do you see him? And that, that's no shot on him. <laughs> no. It's no shot on him no, at all. Right. Well, he didn't have one for years. So. Right. So, <laughs> so if, he, if one guy is responsible for the state of Florida, yeah. it's 18 hours from tip to tip. Yes. 18 totally. hours. Yes. Totally. How many dealers could you possibly see in a given day, week, month, or year? Not enough. Right. You need a firm. And that'd be to have a firm. You need to have brands with diversity that can bring in a full assortment or portfolio. Right. 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 Just like an investment portfolio. Right. Just like an IRA. Correct. Very simple. So back to the. Back so to yes, the, they do. Right? Yes, some, they do. Some brands do. Some they brands may not do. be as strict as they once were. Um, and that's loosened up a little bit. Today, if you just look at with. Put some basic thought behind it. Could you survive on one brand? Oh no! Right, it'd be very, very, very hard. Well, no, but I mean, we're we're I mean, let's be honest, we're unique here. Very. I mean, yeah. we we carry. You guys are very unique. We <laughs> very unique. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how to take that. <laughs> Anyways, but Any I mean, you want. I mean, yeah. I mean, because I mean, we carry, we carry, we carry most of your brands. Yeah. We carry most of John's brands. Yeah. Um, and then we have the sprinkling of everybody else's sure. brands in there. Right. So I mean, and and we won't even get into what he wants to bring in that I'm holding him back on. Which is driving me. You can tell, tell me later and I'll work on it. <laughs> oh my God, it's driving me crazy. But, um, and nothing against those brands, just no. I don't see the room. You know, yeah. there, there's X amount of, there again, as you know, there's X amount of dollars that mm -hmm. can be spent. And, and obviously, you want your brands to take as much of that dollars yeah. as possible. That's exactly right. Um, and so, when you're designing your portfolio, as you said, mm -hmm. you, you try to build Lego pieces Balance. in there Absolutely. that will help to, so that you can walk into a store, I'm assuming. And be like, okay, look at the store and go, I have the perfect product for right. you. Yeah. Yeah. If I walk in a store and I'm talking about brand A, I don't care how good brand A is. If if one installer had a bad experience at a shop he used to work at and they didn't realize you need big power wire for big amps, and he said, oh, those things break. Everyone I did broke. Everyone I installed broke. I got nothing else. I'm closing the briefcase and I'm walking out. Right. right. But if I've got a portfolio of brands that complement each other, and can complement pretty much any store we do business with. It helps us be more successful. And the more brands that we can do business with you on, we are much more of a resource. So stop right. running to Five Star, Bill or I can come in and talk about six or seven brands. We can be very, very productive and Correct. excellent return on investment. Yes. So so there is conflicts that still exist. It probably would be a hard thing for us to do, say, Rockford and JL, right? It yeah. might be really hard for us to do Kenwood and Pioneer. Right. Um, Possible, maybe, but not likely. Yeah. Right. And you know, when we have to balance it, just like you being responsible businesses, you have to balance how much right. product you have, how many brands can you support, how much inventory can all you turn, them. all these all things. Right. We have to do very similar things. We we get approached on a very very regular basis to represent brands. I, I told somebody no yes uh, Friday, um, because it just doesn't fit. And, right. And, and the most important thing to us is that we are responsible to the vendors that we work for today. And we will resign a brand if we just aren't making it happen. Right. Now, I know when I when I have the indistinct pleasure of trying to play salesman, which I mm -hmm. from time to time have to do. Um, um, it just I'm assuming you run into the same situation where it's like you walk in and you're like, "Hey, I have X Y Z brand," and how is it that? Okay, so for example, like we we obviously carry way too many of your brands. Bad no. thing. Shouldn't, no. shouldn't carry them all. <laughs> so, okay. right so let's take brand A or <laughs> brand uh, R, and we'll take brand uh, A, uh, that guy. I'm not a good with letters. But audio control. Okay. <laughs> we'll take AC and RF. Yeah. Okay. And now when you walk into a store, those, those two brands have overlap. Basically what I'm getting at is overlap. Yes. How is it that, like, I know when I'm designing a system, which is, is way far away from where you're selling mm -hmm. in the product brand, but 
brand overlap, I feel, is probably the, the biggest conflict that you run into. And that how how you is mean it within a given store within a given store or, or just or just what to sell what what to what to push into that store like you yeah. walk in the store he's he's got nothing on the shelves he's regionally free that you can just go in there and be like what how do you decide what brand do you sell yeah what brand do you sell the guy that's a great question <laughs> it's qualified. Yes. Just like you qualify a customer that walks in that says, I need something for my car. Okay. Let's go outside and take a look. Uh, same sort of thing. So you may go through the car. You may ask them their listening preferences. You may look at their um, Spotify playlist and gather what they're into. Um, they may tell you what they've heard and what they like. Very, very similar things here. So we'll walk into the store, learn more about how they sell. Are they more system designers or are they okay. more, I'll sell you what somebody asks for. Okay. What we call clerks. Um do they have qualified installers? Do they have installation <laughs> tools? Do they have the ability to analyze signals? What's uh, an RTA? Do they come to trainings? What's an RTA? How's your line of credit? Right? Yeah. <laughs> and these are all important things. That's important. Yes, you're open to buy. Right, um, right. So you take all those things and you kind of mash them all together and you decide, you know what? You might make more sense for this brand. Right? And um, and they may say, I'm not interested in that brand. Okay, great. Makes I, sense. I may have something else I could offer you to talk about. Right. Yeah. You know, our biggest thing is we go in and our goal is not to be a salesperson, right? Our, our goal is to be your business partner. It's right. hard to do when it's new, um, but if we've established ourselves, if we've done the right things, if we've answered the right questions, if we've taken the calls, if we've given you the right guidance, um, I, I like to think that we're gonna get more of your business, right? So one of the very th first things I teach any of the people that come on board of the team is that be the first phone call. And that's a concept that we use all the time. And the first phone call means is I don't care if Fernando needs help making an amp work, deciding what speaker fits or what fuse holder to put in the amp or what right. wax to put on his boat. If he picks up the phone and calls me or Bill first, he's always going to call me first. Right. So that that's a concept that right. we've kind of put together and, and, and expanded on for years. And that's a bit of our, our corporate model. Well, that's a service, you know. Well, yeah. And, and if you're calling me, you're not calling my competitor. Right. That's true. Right. Unless now, we don't answer. Real quick, JT asked a question, um, and, and, and he uh, he words it wrong, but he says authorized retail pricing, not illegal price fixing or whatever illegal term has. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it, it's minimum advertised price. Mm -hmm. Correct. And the manufacturer is or suggested retail price. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Subtly different names. Everyone's got a little different. Yeah. yeah. And basically all they're saying is, and the way I've understood it, and you can correct me if mm -hmm. I'm wrong, is that they're saying our our profit margin that we're pitching to you mm -hmm. is based on this cost yeah. versus this suggested retail. Correct. Um, it's not price fixed. I can sell it for anything I want. Uh, it's just if you want to make money on the product, then you should sell it for this. Correct. Now, the internet has changed that a bit. A it lot. seems like yes, because you have certain retailers that are are the ones that are enforcing minimum advertised pricing. Correct. And if you don't sell for minimum advertised pricing, we can pull your account. That's right. I'm guessing is, do, do you have any input on how they can get away with that? Yeah. So or do that. I should not get away with it. Do it because they're doing it. So doing it is one thing. Doing it correctly is another thing. Okay. Um, to answer your question that it's absolutely correct is, is forcing somebody to sell it at a specific price is illegal. So if, if you're a legal buff, you can, you can Google Sarbanes-Oxley. Uh, it has nothing to do with our industry. It has to do with much, much bigger industries. Yeah, yeah. But it all is directly related to price fixing. Correct. Not allowing people to sell at a different price. You can't tell me that I have to sell this at this price 
what you can tell me with minimum advertised price because I can't advertise this okay at a lower price so if I if this advertised price is $199 minimum advertised price yes if you break that map every vendor has a different policy and procedure to go through addressing your problem correct right uh -huh. if uh, I walk if I advertise it at 199 and then advertising would be uh, listing eBay it online or well Amazon I can tell you with the majority of my brands they have uh, no third-party uh, sales clauses say specifically you can't sell on a third-party website okay period at any period. price right okay um, so that minimum advertised price has nothing to do with what you actually sell it for so this might be 199 MSRP right I could come in here and you could sell it to me for less than you bought it for if you wanted to we could pull JJ you wouldn't be around very long <laughs> um, <coughs> and uh, and you can do that, sell at whatever price you want. You're not yes. going to be in business very long. No, you're going to um, run out of money. That's exactly right. So how do they do it, right? So there's there's lots of things and lots of ways that guys go about discounting. There's authorized ways to do it, which is taking advantage of products that have uh, price uh, changes or come off map for a certain period of time. Right. Both Kenwood and Rockford do that pretty religiously. Um, there are guys that are buying it two or three steps. Guy comes in here today and says, I want to buy five grand worth of stuff, and here's what I want to pay for it. And Paul might hold to dig his heels in, or Paul might be having a bad week and say, you know what, if you buy 10 grand, I'm going to cut it down even less. Yes. Right? Now, that guy, he doesn't know who he is. You guys do handwritten receipts here. Right. right? So he now can turn around, go home, take pictures of it in his garage, and put it up on eBay tomorrow. Correct. Are you guys breaking the rules? No. 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 The person you sold it to is breaking the rules. But they have no rules to break, though. Because they, they exactly right. It's all their own. They, they never sign signed anything. any they contract. Don't have an they, never, they never did That's anything. Exactly. That's so, exactly right. So, how... When I, as a retailer, that signed the contract that says, I can't... Uh, most manufacturers say, I can't have an internet store. Right. I can't sell my products through a third-party vendor, right. which would be eBay, Amazon, mm -hmm. whatever, Correct. whatever. Um, you can't sell so them to another business. I can't sell it to another business, which in turn will then sell it, so okay. I can't discount it. But I can basically at the end of the day, I can sell it to a consumer mm -hmm. that walks pardon me, that walks in the door at any price I want exactly to make right. whatever profit I That's want. Exactly right. It's when I do the other things that causes the grief. Yeah, so so you asked a great question, which is how, <coughs> how do these products end up online at lower than map prices? And it and add to cart to see price. <laughs> right. <That's, laughs> yeah. That's exactly yep. right. Uh, that's a bit of a fine line on how that works, and yeah, the vendor yeah. handles it differently, but nonetheless. Um, the scenario I, I equated to you, Paul's having a bad week, he needs some cash flow, sells a bunch of stuff really cheap right. to a consumer. Correct. Um, that's how those processes usually happen. Correct. And and this might have been a, a trunk full. Yes. These scenarios it's like the guy that drives around the, the, the white vans. I got speakers. They're leftover from I had leftover speakers from a job. You want to buy a set? 200 bucks, they're yours. Yeah. How many people haven't seen that guy in the white yeah. van? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. So um, so that's usually how, how those things happen. So the online enforcement team goes and buys a piece. They track the serial number back to who they originally sold it to. They come to us and say, hey, if I start, yeah. this piece ended up online. That guy's got all sorts of stuff. That must be him. No, let me go see them. First of all, I don't have enough inventory to supply a store with 90 yeah. model at anything. Yeah. Um, hey, does this sound familiar to you? Well, I did sell one guy a bunch of you know, T404s really cheap. Right. Okay, who is the guy? So with you guys or anybody that does handwriting, um, handwritten, I don't know if you do all handwritten. I think yeah, yeah some I, think I know. Yeah. Handwriting but any retail car stereo store that's legit, that does not keep track of sales by customer by serial number is leaving themselves open for a problem. 
right? Because from the manufacturer. From the manufacturer. That's right. correct. That comes you after you. If you can't come to me and say, you know, well, what, yeah, I sold Bill Smith. But at the, but at the end of the day, if you're going to be doing that, you're going to be doing it dirty anyways. So I, I mean, correct. You know, and you're not going to be around very long. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, intent and in, in worrying about intent are two totally different things. I mean. Right. That's not how we would do business because we value our partners too much, and it's not that important. Sure, to do it right. that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I realize there are companies out there that do that. So, sure. Uh, what does it say? Do manufacturers realize that they can do lose sales reflected by the okay authorized dealers only warranties? Yeah, I mean th- that that's the whole thing. And I don't want to go down the rat hole of, right. of uh, discussing internet warranties and all that. We all, we all basically get the understanding. It, it is what it is. But I thought we'd cover that because that well, is a good. It, it, you know, that's a good question. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole either. But but there's a reason not every tractor store sells John Deere. Correct. There's a reason why there isn't a Maserati dealership on every corner. Well, I mean, there's a reason why there's not a Rockford dealer in every corner, not right. a Riker dealer in every that's corner, exactly. not an Alpine. Well, there might be a Pioneer dealer in every corner, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but you, sir, you know, certainly let's talk about your brand, Kenwood and yeah. Kenwood Exelon. Absolutely, yeah. they did that so that we're a Kenwood Exelon dealer, mm-hmm. which means we buy direct. Yep, we're an Exelon dealer, and then they have Kenwood, which you sell to a rep firm, which, which to distributor or to distributor, yep. to a couple, um, to a couple all distributors all over the country. Yep. That allows smaller independent retailers uh, that might be might not be doing a ton of business, mm-hmm. or that's just their business model mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason. They can get the Kenwood products correct regularly. Regular line Kenwood, and we get the Exelon, mm-hmm. which differentiates the two of us. That's right. Which, if now there again, it just makes it easier. Like That's right. Kicker's doing that. Yeah. Uh, Rockford's doing that mm-hmm. with the. Power series, Power Punch Prime. Yep. So they yep. they have their programs, and that's great because that's the evolution of what the nightmare was. Right. And they're yeah. finally manufacturers are finally turning that corner and realizing that hey, listen, we don't need to give this stuff away. Right. Uh, we have value. We need we need boots on the ground. Yeah. We can keep the premium product at a premium price for the premium dealers, okay. and let the masses have the regular line stuff. Well, they also I think they've also finally realized that they need boots on the ground. Yeah. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, let's look at Clarion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Clarion said, you know what? I'm just sick and tired of the dealers. I'm right. sick and tired of the whining. I'm right. sick and tired of everything. We're going to go to two or three online dealers in the right. U.S., and that's it. Yeah. We're done with you retail guys. And guess what? No one even knows who Clarion is. Because you can't. if you can't walk into a store or a, a chain store or a, 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 a mart of some kind and, you don't and, see, and see a product on the shelf, mm-hmm. yeah. Who is, you know, if a tree falls in the woods and no Apart one's there. Apart from the enthusiasts that walk in here and know exactly what they want. Yeah. The general consumer doesn't know what they want. No. Right? So they come to you, the professionals, yeah. and say, here's what I have, here's what I like, here's what I want. <coughs> make it work. Figure right. out the pieces and parts of that puzzle to make it all right. together. But the key to that is, is we have to sell you guys first. Yes. I, you have to believe in the product, and how else do you believe in it? Well, Until yeah. you experience it. Well, that it. was the only way you could sell Macintosh, that was the story. Yes. I mean, you, you tell the whole Binghamton story. Yeah. You tell the you know the 1949. You do the whole. Uh, I was a huge dentist, yeah. and and honestly, that was the only way I could sell Macintosh yeah. because as soon as you told them how much the stuff was, right. at that point they were like, <laughs> but they were ready for it, you know, because you spent 20 minutes telling this wonderful story. Yeah, they were either a doctor, a lawyer, or a street pharmacist. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but back okay, back when Macintosh was the product, right. we didn't have video. Right. So you could spend thousand dollars on amplifiers mm-hmm. because you didn't have a thousand dollar touchscreen, and and that's not saying touchscreens are a thousand dollars now. Touchscreens are much more reasonable. Sure. But back then they were. Yep. You know when the when the first 
you know, CVA 1000s and the, and the Clarins and the Kenwoods and all, you know, the uh, Kenwood would have been a 901 or 900 to uh, flip before, out. Yeah, before, That's before you guys. Kenwood, yeah. um, okay, so we're back <laughs> into the fact that you guys, you and Rockford patch things up. They yeah. come back into the fold. Mm -hmm. um, we've walked into stores and we've, we've talked to the, the sales guys and we've figured out our perfect fit product for that store. Right. Um, now it, it's what's left. In what? Just <laughs> in life? Uh, in the yeah. world? I can't figure it out here, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, you you and I had a conversation earlier yeah. about your philosophy on twelve volts. We we've yeah. covered we covered. I think we got the rep thing all, all, all squared away. I, I mean, well, make notes and tell me later because I don't think I have it all squared away. No, we don't. Okay. But we, 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 we've given them some good thoughts. Yeah. Let's talk about. Your thought on and, and this okay, I'm I'm gonna preface it with saying both Fernando and I are guilty of that because sure. um, I live my life by the roofer needs a new roof, plumber needs new plumbing, you know, carpenter needs new molding, oh, yeah. painter needs to paint his house. Um, I, I six days a week, we're killing it. Right. We want equipment. This is the first car I've owned in my life that has not had a stereo. Mm. The first car. Um, and I've had it since 2009, which isn't helping the situation much. Uh, but it's just, for me, kind of like you, uh, like with your portfolio, yep. coming here to work with Paul on like AVE, mm -hmm. um, at AVE we had, we had Kenwood Radios, mm -hmm. we had Rockford Amps yep. when I left. Um, A pretty narrow and focused mix. And we had some Focal. Yeah. And that was it. Yep. So that was, that was the skew. And at the time, I really wasn't interested in any of it right. because at the time I wanted K2s, couldn't afford K2s. Right. I really wasn't looking at Rockford because mm -hmm. at the time they had these giant T4000s yeah. and yeah. T1000 <laughs> and T, and I didn't want that because right. that was no way going in my car. No. Um, the Power Series as it is right now was just coming out. Yeah. Um, Punch was all over the board. Right. Punch was changing every year until yeah. they figured out where the current line yeah, is where now. That sweet spot was. You know, sure. and, and I feel that the new punch amplifiers or the current punch amplifiers are the iteration. This iteration of it is the best version punch has been. I would completely agree with that. You know, and, and I'm, I'm, it's like that is a strong amplifier. If you, I don't mean to segue, but if you have not installed one of those new four channel PBRs, the PBRs? The new PBR. The little, line. the little. Yeah. Oh no. no. Oh, yeah. you got, you got to get your well, hands dude, on the new four channel. Yeah, but it we're yeah, but we're so into the T series right I, now. Oh, listen, if you can sell those <laughs> and your customers, you can sell. Paul them, is loving the new T series. Oh, yeah. I love the T series. So They're Paul so is just He's loving so the new nice. T series. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, didn't mean to segue. No, no, no. It's a good segue, but it's like when I can get Paul to sell something like that and is and is passionate about doing it, I don't bother. That's good. Right. I let yeah. I let him go because yeah. it's like. Trying to get him on page, there again, we're tangent. Trying to get him on page to do what I want him to do um, to make people happy. You gotta attach those puppet strings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's tough. So he's, he's like really digging those new micro amplifiers. Yeah. But, anyways, back back to that. So for me, it was like, ah, and then I come here, I start the install bay. Sure. Um, you know, I don't know if you ever set foot in this when Paul first opened. Oh, yeah. Um, it was scary. Yeah, it was. It was generally the scariest place I've ever come to it, work. It reminded me of 
uh, downtown Los Angeles, downtown New York, downtown oh, yeah. Miami. Oh, wow. oh yeah. Shops. Was, all, yeah, all we needed they were was this a, all the way around. Gla- you guys can't see this, but glass display cases. There's two of them now. They're, yeah. yeah. But every other shop that I just described, the entire They're store. Everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, well, not only that, but, I mean, dude, you, you could, literally couldn't walk in 10 right. feet without, you know, and, yeah. and there was tripping into some and Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was ridiculous. So, I mean, it's taken me this long to get to where we can sure. like we could never have a show like this right. in, in this area oh, yeah. no. you know because we could sit on woofer boxes we could sit on woofer boxes right. um, so I've been running this marathon to try to get us to where we are now yep. for us to do well, wherever we're at sure. anyways so that's my excuse and it's that it's an yeah. excuse because there's been plenty of products that come a lot of lead up to that excuse yes. I know yes. it was a lot right. of lead up because I just I was you know yeah, yeah, covering my ass, sure. big time. Um, but you have a philosophy. I do. And I agree with your philosophy. Yeah. And we're actually trying to get to actually be where your philosophy is. <laughs> Finally. Yeah, sure. What is that philosophy? You know, so we, we learned a long time ago to sell from the trunk forward. Uh, and it was really just a, a simple way of doing things. And, and we thought about what's the single most impactful addition to a car stereo system, to a factory radio and it was always amplification and woofers mm-hmm. always hands down so we always preach that concept in fact today most of our brands continue to preach that concept so it frustrates me to hear shops that are professionals right and, and different that differentiate themselves as being professionals what do you do that Best Buy doesn't or didn't used to do um, and the reality is not as much as should be um, you know you think about the comments that you hear a lot, which are um, the factory systems are impossible to work on. Right. They and besides, they sound pretty good. Right. We know it's crap. And, and you know what? Both of those things are marginally accurate. Yes. Um, things twenty-five years ago <coughs> weren't the easiest to work on either. Right. Uh-huh. Sure, it was easier to pop out a double din and replace it with a single din, or a din and a half, or you know, th- yeah. pronged, pop a radio, right. I'll pop on a kit, and you're good to go. So, so that part was easy. But look at look at speaker locations, right? Look at a modest 2000 Honda Accord, right? You had two speaker points places, one speaker place actually in each door. Yeah. Horrible spots. No so you, you look at where vehicles are today, and and the factory speaker locations. Yeah, you can't necessarily change everybody's radio, but look at the tools you have with products with ability to signal sense, to flatten out EQ curves put bass back in to compensate for auto loudness, all that stuff exists today at a price point that didn't exist five, ten years ago. No. So the ability to put your least expensive amp and halfway respectable woofer in a box and put it in any vehicle and tap into that factory head unit, it's too easy to have that excuse. That excuse is they're five sound good enough. Special. And they're mm-hmm. too hard. Yes. What you guys refer to yes, as five, 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 five special. special. And there mm-hmm. is not a factory OEM system on the planet, and I heard a lot of them, that could reproduce even what you, a modest amp and woofer in the trunk tapped into the factory radio can do. Correct. So you have to build excitement to sell excitement. Correct. And people aren't coming in asking for it. Yeah, can I get your five o'clock special? I get that, but they don't know what they want. They just want better sound. No, they're, they're coming here. in, but they don't realize that's what they're asking for. Yeah. They don't realize because <laughs> yes. they don't come Correct. in and say five o'clock special. We just. After talking to them, you go, you want a 5 o'clock special. Exactly right. So, you know, you think about what would that allow you to do if you had that ability to recreate that experience. Oh, yeah. One or two or five vehicles in the front of the shop. Might speed things up. And and so it frustrates me to go into into professional 12-volt retailers today and not enough of them telling me 
yeah, I've got a system in my car. Yeah, I want to take advantage of the employee purchase program. Come listen to this. Tell me what you think I could do better. Hey, how do you help me get into the next bigger amplifier? How do you right. help me get, right? It's not happening. And, and that, or at least not happening as much as it could or should. Why do you think that is? I guess that's the real question. Do you feel... All your excuses. Well, Every, okay. I mean, everything you said, which is valid. Okay, okay. And that those are my excuses, but they're... Okay. They're excuses... The excuse, I think, is, is more relevant is that I feel like you knew JJ. Oh, yeah. And and um, he was, you know, for those of you, he was my previous employer that is no longer in the business. The company's closed down and gone. Um, and he's gone on to do other things. Like, he's mm -hmm. out of audio altogether. Sure. Because he was done. Yep. He was done before I left. He had had enough of this. He'd done it for 20 years or 25 years or whatever, and he'd walked on. Mm -hmm. Now, do you feel like that a lot of the dealers... That have been doing it a while. Mm -hmm. You know, there's several in this area that sure. have been doing it just as long as we mm -hmm. have, and some longer. Right. That they're to that point to where they're just going through the motions. Yeah. And you've and, and yeah. so, you know, the dealers that are putting stereos in their cars, mm -hmm. like we started this to not go through the motions. Like right. I needed something to, something to keep me excited to keep me excited about mm -hmm. car audio. And I and I've always loved talking to people, mm -hmm. and I love passing on what I've learned sure. to other dealers. And trying to help them because my thought was always if I can help this guy yeah. who owns this shop, tell him about a product or, or at least get him to do something better, yeah. then he's going to do that to his customer, and I don't have to I don't have to worry about the guy going I'm never going to get a car stereo right. again giving the industry a bad name Absolutely. that guy screwed up my car. Yep. So mine was always anytime there's a dealer that comes in that's buying, picking up product from us because we have it in stock and they mm -hmm. don't, it's like, hey, have you heard about this new product right. from these guys? Have you heard about yeah. this new product from these guys? Hey, did you know that they lowered the price on these? So if you guys need these, we have them in stock now. We can sell them to you. Absolutely. Um, that was always my thing. And being able to do that to a bigger audience mm -hmm. uh, is great. Yeah. And has really, like, helped me yeah. want to keep doing this. And... and I don't know if there's a single thing that you can say, this is why the industry is trended this way or dealers have trended this way. We're all busy. Yeah. Uh, if you're not seeking out youth to come in and add to the team. Yes. Right? I think you're doing yourself and your business a disservice. Well, yeah. I mean, we, we see that on the on the, on the the 12 volt employees page all mm -hmm. the time. It's like every shop is, I just talked to a guy that's going to work out in Tampa for one of the guys. He's from, where was he from? Kansas? I think, yeah. Kansas. Yeah. He's moving here from Kansas. They're bringing him in from Kansas. Yeah. Because he was installing there, and he's like, yeah, I think it was Wichita. Anyway, that was just yeah. nothing. And if I get it wrong, I'm sorry. Um, but he, he saw the show, mm -hmm. and so he wanted to stop by and just say mm -hmm. hi. And even though he's going to go work for a competitor, I don't care. Right. You know, he's he's still in the business. He's right. still passionate about it, or he is passionate about sure. it. It's not still. He hasn't been doing it that long. Right. right. Um, but there's yeah, young blood is hard to it's it's to get. hard. It's hard to get and and is it because maybe you don't have demo systems they can hear? Or or is it, I don't know the answer, right? That's I don't either. I mean question. I started because I was in high school and you started the same way. You wanted the loudest car in the park. Exactly. Lot. Yeah. You know, I don't see that as being the thing anymore. Yeah. You know, now it's it's like Oh, so and this is but I just got uh, Halo six. But this is that same question, right? Yeah. Is it not happening anymore because kids aren't Gathering around the parking lot and, uh, after school and saying, "Listen to this." No, listen to this. Playing this is not two tens of it. Right, yeah. whatever it Correct. happens to be. Right. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. is it 
is it cause and effect or is it effect and cause, right? It, it, uh, you don't know the answer. No, to that. no, I don't. I don't either. I, don't either. Yeah. I just know that what was successful for us when I was starting the business and when did the stream the, just stop? Did the stream stop? Did the stream yeah. stop? Oh, okay, no problem. Okay. We're still good. Okay. Eric needs better Wi-Fi. Um, so when you think about the heyday of the business, and it was because it's yeah, looping. Is just, it looping? It's just looping right now. What's that mean? Uh, it means we we hit a road bump here. Right, welcome back. Sorry, guys. Apparently, there was a glitch. You know, Facebook, yay, joy. Uh, what we were talking about, for those of you that missed it, was the state of affairs in the industry, um, young blood, stuff like that. And we apologize. The feed just kind of took a poo. If you do want to check that out, obviously, you can. Hey, we're back again. Yeah. Hey, it's <laughs> um, if you If you want to check out what you missed, we did record it, so it will be live. Uh, or it will be able to be viewed on either the YouTube tomorrow or you can hear it again on the uh, podcast. The podcast. I apologize. Right. We had a little hiccup there, as we often do. Um, what I want to wrap this up with is talking about that, a demo car. Mm -hmm. Bill has a demo car. Yep. Uh, Bill just got a new Mini Cooper, or yeah. a, not a new used Mini Cooper. Yeah. So he, we were talking about that today. Yeah. Uh, you have your Audi, mm -hmm. and which is one of the harder cars to put a stereo in. Absolutely. And you managed to do it. Yep. Morel um, speakers. Morel speakers. Morel three ways. Morel three way. Awesome. Uh, which ones do you know? The Elite. Elite yeah. three yeah, way yep. active. Okay. So no crossovers. <laughs> what are you using for processor? Audio control. DMA ten. So you got a DMA ten. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you have for amplifiers. The Rockford, the T four hundreds. The little guys. Yeah. Two of the four hundred fours and then one of the seven fifty ones. That seventy point wow. one is insane. It is a beast. Yes. Oh my god, <laughs> dude. We've put in probably. Five of those in the yeah. last month. Yeah. And uh, it's a beast. Oh, Jesus. Yes. I've got it in there. I helped a buddy put one in. I've got it in my boat. I mean, we put, we've been putting crazy. it in the Toyota Tundras. We've been doing a lot of yes. Tundras lately. Yeah. Yep. Two P3 shallow mounts behind the back seat in a Tundra. Yeah. With that, so every one we've done has been over a thousand watts. Yeah. And it's like, first one. No space. Yeah. The first one we did, I was kind of ticked because we did. Uh, that amp, and we did the 404 yep. on a set of T2 components and T1 coaxes yes. in the rear, and I was pissed because, and that's being my black. I was, I'd never done one, the 404, and I was like, there's no way this is going to be enough power right. to punch to, to move these And you were pissed speakers. that you hadn't sold them before and all those other well, No, I was pissed because that's what he sold them. I was like, dude, what is this little amp? I mean, dude, it's this big. Right. I was mad. I was blowing yeah, right. my top. I was like, this is retarded. You, you know, you sell this, and, and I got it yeah. in, and we're like, Wow. All right, we're stupid. <laughs> my bad. Yeah. Sorry. And we've done like three systems since then. Because so three cars ago, I had the last of the black amplifiers. It was the 1,000-watt four-channel that had yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. sort oh, of things it. on it. Yeah, that was it so looked cool. great. It, the amp sounded amazing. Yeah. But I had that on, on a single dual voice coil 12. Two channels on one yeah. coil, two channels on the other. I think this car, with a single 10... Is probably what kind of ten? Twelve or, or a T one ten? Oh, you have the T one ten. Yeah, T one ten and a relic. Actually, it's a T zero ten. Oh, you have the old T zero ten. Yeah, T zero ten. Okay, I always like those. Yeah, it's, and it's in. Um, yeah, it's in a one. That probably was the only one. Cubic foot vented box and dude. <laughs> it's great. He you said should we try. try the X. Um, the reason why we haven't doing that one was. I don't remember why we didn't do those in the Tundras. I think it was because we were doing P three twelves. I didn't think. That a 500, which is probably 700 watts, would have yeah. been enough. It probably would be because we've had yeah. awesome success with those. Yeah. But they're so small. They're yeah. so cute. And we get stuff for free. 
Oh, exactly. Yeah, we'll put, exactly. Well, we put it in the cars. You know, yeah. the cars we do. Everything's free. Stuff sure. Everything. Yeah. Labor's free. Everything's yeah, exactly. free. Wire's free. Yeah, it's, it's all, all free. good. So, you got a system in your car. Yeah. Um, loving it. Loving it. Uh, now, we were in, you were in a video already. You probably, was, you were in a video. Okay. Because when we did the audio control training, yeah. we were sitting in your car, mm -hmm. uh, and we were listening to Sex and Candy. Okay. Um, and then I went in a Bill's car. Yeah. And we were listening to the same song. Right. And we had, uh, we had the conversation both both you and I and he and I mm -hmm. about center imaging. Yeah. And you like it. Center to me. Center to you. Yeah. And Bill likes it. Center to the car. Center to the car. This is a constant argument between you. It is. A, it is a constant <laughs> argument. Um, and I get it. Right. And and depending on the car I'm in, I I play with both. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not picky. Mm -hmm. Uh. So, why do you? What is your argument for so, center to you? <laughs> my argument is home audio based argument, right? And, okay. And this comes from having judged Ask a World Finals. I did judge two of them. Okay. Um, and I ask it. Their feeling was to put it in the center of the vehicle, okay. right? So that no matter where you're sitting in the driver's seat or the passenger seat, you're gonna have, you're gonna have it here. Okay. Let's let's pretend now we're in Dean's living room, mm -hmm. listening to his Dyn audios. In a stereo configuration. Morales. Morales, excuse me. Left, right, I'm in the equal distance, I'm in the sweet spot. If it's set up properly, I'm supposed to hear the vocal directly in front of me. Mm -hmm. If it's off to the side, something's wrong. Yes. So again, my basis of image centered to me or versus the vehicle versus the vehicle, image centered to me is what I've always wanted to listen to. And again, personal preference. Oh, it is correct. Personal um, preference. But, uh, that's the way I believe it to be the correct way, in spite of what I asked it told us years ago, because they ruined a very high percentage of our business anyway. It's a whole other. It's a whole other soapbox. Yeah. I, I can jump on. You want to jump on that for a second? Uh, I would love to, because I don't even think I ask is relevant too much anymore. I, it may be. It, you know, in fact, well, it's it's this I will, big. I will, it is it is still relevant and is bigger in Europe and, and Central and South America. And I do give uh, Paul a ton of credit for really bringing it back in, and uh, and they're working hard to. Bring it well, okay. together again. I, 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 there again, together yeah. again. Because yeah. I think for a very Thank you, long, Jason. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Jason. I, I think for a very long period of time, Iaska went went away, and I think the rules made it very difficult to be. I think once something stops being fun and starts starts being work, um, <laughs> right. as a hobby, it's no longer. Well, think no longer think about doing. why we got into Carcera. We got yeah, into Carcera to open our doors. It was fun. Crank it. Loud. My shit's louder than yours. Right, exactly. That's why I got into it. Oh, you want to see what I got? Come on, let's see it. Yeah. Right? I'll open the trunk. I'll open the hood. I'll yeah. move the seats for Whatever oh, you want to do. Oh, no, that's not an inch. Okay, so, so we went from the generation where we would put as many woofers in the back as we could. Right. Rip out the factory door skins. Throw as many Yo, mid-ranges as we could. Oh, yeah. And then what did Iaska tell us? No. Iaska said, oh, no, you need one pair of mid-ranges and a pair of waveguides. Because you can't it. get perfect imaging otherwise. Dude, let me right. tell you what. I had those. I had the right. Image Dynamic sure. waveguide. Sure. I was Image Dynamics rep for the period of time. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Technically, we still are because they're part of Powerbase. Really? Yes. Wow. I didn't know that. We could talk offline. Okay. Um, <laughs> do they still make waveguides? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that either. And they still make that great war for that ID3 or whatever it was. ID Max. Yes. ID Max. That actually was the last thing they were coming out with before mm -hmm. we got rid of them. Got it. Because um, they were spending all their money on this EQ processor. Yeah. That just failed miserably. 
Um, and we were telling them, we're begging them, please don't do it because yeah. you're going to waste all this money. Oh, yeah. No one is interested in this. And they're like, we have to because it was this great opportunity. Whatever. And it sounded amazing. <laughs> and we're like, no, it's so bad. Don't yeah. do it. We have all these other products that will do that. Right. And then we left them and went to Diamond. Yeah. Because it was just like, we, yeah. we can't stay on board. It was, the, it was the right time. So anyway, I, I asked okay. is, is doing a great job today. And the wave guys suck, by the way. Uh, they did. <laughs> building it back up in a big way. In fact, this weekend is Spring Break Nationals in Daytona. Are you going? to do it. I am not. I've got a prior engagement. Me Bill too. will be there. It's called Disney World. Right? Nice. Okay. <laughs> of course. So anyway, I asked it forced us and He's said, no, no. He's got a birthday. No. I got Disney. Yeah, you, yeah. Can't, you can't load doors full of mid-ranges anymore. It won't sound good. You have too many drivers. It won't sound good. Guess what? This industry makes money selling drivers, and yeah. people get enjoyment right. with more speakers in the door. But no, yeah, yeah. It, it won't sound good that way. You know, so that pissed what, me. When what, I say they ruined it, there was an aspect of it that they really took out of it. Yeah. No, close your doors. Know that all the ambient noise is too loud. We need to take this down a private alley or into a garage so no one else can hear it. Right. That's not what we got into this for. No, and I, I don't. I don't really think sitting in a car or not. Actually, most of the time, I would see people. Getting ready for Aska, they right. had the audio control RTA sitting yes. on the roof of their car. Yes. The doors were closed, and no one was in the car. Right. Yeah. And I'm going, how is this fun? Right. It's not. And that's not why I'm doing this. Yeah. Oh, can I hear your car? No. Well, and I would actually have people back then <laughs> call right. me and go, I want, I want to compete in Aska, and I'd be like, well, why would you want yeah. to do that? And they'd be like, oh, because it looks like fun. And I'd be like, yeah. okay, let's let's talk about this yes. for a minute and let's figure out what you consider fun. That's exactly right. And I would be like, okay, we could build XYZ for you mm-hmm. or we could build this for you. Yeah. And they'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, I really want that. Yeah. And I'd be like, all right, let's build something to have fun with. And that is right. not, yeah, that's what we got in the business for. Right. Going to a car show, opening up your doors, playing your stereo, yeah. letting people talk about it, letting and people I think hear it, asking what they have. why, like, you was a USAC and the DB Drag guys mm-hmm. and the little guys like Ed and Jethro right. used to do the little yeah. town, uh, little town meetups, yes. you know, just banging I, concerts, come yeah, open the doors and be loud, and a, get a chicken sandwich, yeah, wherever yeah. they could, right? You know, and that was fun. Yeah, that that was to me what I got into this yeah. for. And there there isn't enough of that happening. No, so put systems in your car. <laughs> hey, you want you want to hear it, man? Yeah. Don't you want to hear the car? <laughs> right. That was that was that yeah. was at yeah. Daytona. Really. Yeah. I go, wow, this looks really nice. Oh. Geez. Sounds. Do you want to? No, I don't. No, because I don't want to hear what you're going to play. No, I don't need to hear dust collecting. Exactly. I don't need to hear. Did you hear that cricket? Desert highway. No, but definitely that's what we want to. That's what we're trying to do. Put some system on our cars. Yeah. So we can demonstrate. Demonstrate it. Well. Okay, so a couple things we're going to do with our cars is we finally get into the place now where we can do that. Is we're going to build. Listen, I know installers. Yeah. You could like drop it off somewhere and come back on the next day and it'd be like done. It's a, okay. it's a thought. I've got to think about it. Okay, let me yeah. know. So what we want to build is a platform to do more testing. Because yeah. at the end yeah. of the day, like, you know, w- with Install Diaries, we, we get to, which is a show we do, mm-hmm. uh, we get to show how we put cars in and we run through paces mm-hmm. and we show people mm-hmm. how to do certain aspects of the install. Yep. Um, and then we do our unboxings where we show people, tell them all about the mm-hmm. radios and, and the manufacturers get all excited and it's yeah. like, yeah, okay, cool. Um, well, we had an interesting conversation with, uh, or Bill, I should say, had an interesting conversation with IData guy mm-hmm. about the DSR-1. Yeah, he told me. And so they were nice enough to send us a DSR-1. Mm-hmm. For free? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's all free. You don't pay for anything. Huh? You don't pay for anything. Uh, we'll go into that later. <laughs> um, I do. I pay for it's a lot. Thing. Remember we said <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> I know. Well, no, they sent us DSR-1. Yep. Um, but it was, okay, it, it, for free, yes, but 
not for free because we <laughs> have to work, work to put it in. To right. put it in. Correct. Yeah. Well, not only that, but we have to. Like, we shot the two videos on it. Right. Uh, I don't know if you've seen them. If you haven't, you probably should because you'll, it'll make sense of a DSR-1 way better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we did two videos on uh, what a DSR-1 does and actually how to set up a DSR-1, yep. um, which is great because that allows us to put it on the bench, uh, open it up, play with it, and, right. and now we can put that into a car. Sure. So what I wanted as a platform, I've always wanted a platform for us to be able to do that. Yeah. And I'm tired of fighting the good fight of what equipment, who do I want to sure. put in my car? Because sure. I mean, I had a deal worked out with Kenwood last year. Mm -hmm. I remember. And it was for everything. Right. And I, it just got out of hand. Right. Because I was like, this isn't what oh, I yeah, want. Yeah, where do you stop? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where do you stop? You know, yeah. it's like, oh, I can do this, I can do that. And they're right. like, do whatever right. you want. Here, right. here, here. Right. And the more I thought about it, I was like, I, I, I don't want to do this. Right. You know, I don't want to, I want to have a Lego system to where I can, if we need I, to play with a DSR one, pieces. you know, yeah. like his car, we're gonna, he's got a G35, mm -hmm. he's got that wonderful G35 mm -hmm. dash that yep. is just like. What year is it? I had a G35. It's 2004. I, that's about the same era as what I have. I think they make a dash kit. They do, oh, they make yeah. two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the dash kit I want <coughs> is the, like the dispensable one. Oh, you want the nice drove style. Something, yeah. yes. well, do you, is it a hatchback or trunk? Uh, no, it's a hatchback. It's two doors. Okay, the two door. Yeah. But the thought is, is that it's in there. Yeah. Okay, and we can take that dash and use that as our high level. Absolutely. Because it doesn't have bows, so it's going to be high right. level. It's easy. Um, we can we can make a T harness. We can do all that, and we can use that to test our high level systems. Right. Mm -hmm. um, at some point, we're going to be getting some audio control stuff mm -hmm. that we can put in there, yeah. and and test. Right. Uh, we can also throw the DSR one in there and test mm -hmm. that. In my car, I'm going to yeah. put a hedge unit because. Uh, Pac was nice enough to give me mm -hmm. a dash kit when sure. they started developing that dash kit, so it's been sitting on the shelf for a year now. Yep. And they're like, "Could you please just put please. it in the car?" Yeah. Um, we helped them out there again. We, mm -hmm. you know, they had a deal with Sony, and we, uh, luckily, the the video we shot on how to do that kit, right. that we put a Sony in. Yep. Yeah. It just worked out that way, and it was like they were like, "Awesome." Right. But there again, they get pissed because we were. I think we were probably wearing a Pioneer shirt that day. Right. You know, it's like I'm not doing it for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. These are customers that just so happen to pay for the products that you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um. Yay! And Kenwood always does that to us too. If yeah. we're not wearing a Kenwood shirt when we put their products in, they just won't support the video. And it's like, I, I don't. Oh please! No, they do. Yeah. What they, they do. tell you we're not going to thumbs up. Oh, they might thumb it up, but they're not going to do anything else with it. Well, could, yeah. you can understand that. I can understand that, but we're to the point where I don't care. Because I'm, yeah, we won't okay. get into that. Right. That, yeah. that becomes arrogant, and I don't want to do that. Because yeah. um, it's not that important. <laughs> right. um, but the point is, is that we want to build two platforms, uh, one with a radio and one without a radio, that we can interchange. I mean, that's, that is it. a great idea. Uh, mm -hmm. So the constant's going to be the speakers. Change amps, change boxes. Yeah. Correct. Right. Yeah, the constant will be the door speakers, because I'm pulling the doors off yeah. left and right. But, you know, but the power will change, the DSP will change, mm -hmm. the head unit can change. Um, Depending on what's popular at the time. Like right now, the Alpine 309 right. is real popular, so we're going to put that in mm -hmm. the dash. When the Kenwoods come out with mm -hmm. their high-res screens, might swap it out to right. that. Yeah. Just just so for one... Yeah, mix it, it up a bit. Yeah, and get, yeah. get a feel for the products, real-world reviews. You can do so much with that, right? You can have a baseline with, yes. here's the box yeah. and woofer. I took this amp out, put that amp out. I got We're just waiting for more. the new morale yeah. uh, speakers yeah. for the Inscar. That, nice. that would be nice. Yeah, I know. Totally They've got a great employee purchase program. Yeah, it's it's not, not free. It's not that. It's, it's not, not free. It's not free really? at all. I know. It's shocking, ah. right? Oh no, trust me. The ones I want are not free at all. Yeah, <laughs> you want the elites, right? That, that yeah, yeah. I want. I want yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. <laughs> I and and I, I got taxes to pay, so we're gonna wait on that. One. Yeah. <laughs> but um, 
Either way, that that's the plan with the cars. We right. finally, you know, and, and there again, that if anything I've learned from from JJ for working for him for years is that yes, great, you have an idea. Let's stop yeah. and think about it for a minute. Yeah, um, because you know, <laughs> you, you know, that was always yeah, cool. That sounds like my conversations with Bill. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like you you you're excited. You get going. It's like let's start today. Let's yeah. do it. And it's like all right, no, we have a plan. Yeah, let's let's think Pump about the it. Breaks. Let's right. let's just yeah. stop and make sure that's what we want to do. And it, and yeah. it's taking us. A year of like, listen. By the end of this year, we're going to have something in these cars, right. and it's like getting to that point to where I, I will tell I you need to know what to do. Just do something. Well, that's just right? it. Get, get a power kit in there and put a pair of dash speakers in there. Mm-hmm. And well, you you got thirty different boxes laying around. Well, yeah, no, that, but that, that's just it. Though. I mean, you know, uh, to me, it's it's brand deals. Right. I, I got to be honest with you. It's about a brand deal. Yeah. If I'm going to put something in my car and I'm going to spend the time to deal with it, mm-hmm. I want a brand deal. I want, you know, the vendor is going to get free press no matter sure. what. I want. To, to reciprocate it back the other way, which I think is fair. Sure. I mean, as long as what you're going to put in is what you really want. Yeah. Right? Well, of I course. Mean, and it, that, it, that's why, there again, that's why I pumped the brakes on the Kenwood. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, at the end of the day, Wait, the is that your way of saying you didn't want Kenwood? No, I wanted the radio. I think radio. that's what you just said. I wanted the radio. <laughs> and I wanted, you heard them. I right. wanted the radio and I wanted the amplifier. It was right. just everything else that I was being forced to put in. I just yeah. was like, I wasn't. I was forcing you. The yeah. deal was X, and I was like, I really want Y. Yeah. And yes. they're like, well, just put it all in and leave it there for a couple months. And I was like, can't yeah. do it. You never know. You might be impressed. Oh, no, not do- But that's the nice thing. I <laughs> yeah. do this every day of the I week. Yeah. I'm impressed every day. Trust me. You know, to me, I've done my job right. If I can yeah. get into a car that I've maybe done a thousand times like, and, and find a way that makes that better than the Absolutely. day before. It was like, oh, my gosh. You know? Because there again, yeah, like the five o'clock special, it gets very cookie cutter. Right. You know, it's like how many times can you put in a, a, a prime five hundred one on a set of twelve right. with an LC? But that, but what you're looking to do says a lot about you and what you guys do here, right? I mean, I, so right. I had a system in my daughter's car. She totaled it. Thank you, Sophie. Um, what she got her, one? Got her a couple of years newer, same exact car. You guys put in the same exact system. Right. It sounds better, except for the camera. Except for the camera. I fixed it, by the way. Oh, yeah. did you? I did, yes. All right, you'll have to tell me what you did. It's lots of engineering. Did you? Oh, uh, engineering, sure. I mean, lots of spit, duct tape, and... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She just <laughs> kept the factory. Anyways. You wouldn't let me. You said it's RGB camera. Yeah, but well, they have an adapter now. We have the adapter. I actually ordered it just in case you wanted to go back that way. Yeah. All right. Anyways. Um... <laughs> We've, we kept you long enough. Yep. We want to yep. let you go. Yep. Uh, we want to let you guys go. Sorry about the little break up there. Um, we hope you enjoyed this show. We hope you guys right. like these guests. Thank you so much for coming on. Happy to do it. Um, Anytime. We'll have Thank you on you. again sometime, maybe. And I'll we'll have you on my show. Okay. Even there you better. Go. I, don't yeah. have, I don't have a show. I know you don't have a show. <laughs> you have a beautiful place to have a show. I do. You yeah. can host a show there. I would love to host a show there. Okay. We actually, when Chris was in town, we, we did a live show. That's right. And I think Bill said you guys were talking about doing kind of a live training thing or something. I'm, we, we could do anything. Yeah, I mean, any, that would any, be nice. Anything. Happy to have this giant facility, help. and we'd love to. Okay, right, guys, guys, enough loving going on there. Uh, you guys have a great night as always. If you guys need t shirts, you can find them on Teastring slash store slash five star. Patreon as always, if you want to support the cause. If you need tools, dnftooldrawer.com will take you to all the tools we use as installers. And that's updated. We're actually starting to finally update, put some new things on there uh, that we've been using. That's right. Bill Ronnie and remind everybody there's a Kenwood training coming up. Oh, is there? I forget when the date is. I know. Coming up, it'll be at our Tampa office, I think, the middle of April. I'm sure. Yeah, well, well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't, they don't get to come though. No, (laughs) No, but maybe we can video some portion of it. We can have some. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can have. 
his name? <laughs> Seth. Well, yeah. Seth. Yeah. We need have go. Seth on the show. We do need Seth. So you need to. You need to he lives close. I know he does. I know he does. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you so much. You have a great night. We'll see you later next time. Bye.